Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. It's uh, Brendan here. I'm joined with Stephen. Hello, everyone. And today we're going to be talking about how tastes are shifting for beer here coming into the fall season. I'd like to say into the colder weather, but it was 30 degrees today. So yeah, that's bullshit. Figure that one out. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't believe we've actually had a proper frost yet. So yeah, we're getting real close. uh, Yeah. I know my wife has been still watering her plants and all that. And I keep on telling her, it's like, it's end of season. Like these things are going to die here in like a week or two. But then mother nature keeps on coming back and saying, no, live plants, live. So no, I got to cut my grass again. Yeah, this no, like, I have to do it again. It's so annoying. <laughs> so the weather hasn't changed, but beer styles are changing a little bit. I mean, it's, it's a interesting year for it, but we are coming into the Oktoberfest timeframe. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of that trend, that traditional transition point for beer styles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause the, I actually came up with this topic because, uh, what I've, I've noticed, you know, just going to my local liquor store is multi beers are in season, uh, in particular, uh, cause you and I both had this, uh, this beer in the last like week and a half, uh, noted and famed local brewery far, uh, came out with their Oktoberfest beer, uh, which is in the style of a Feist beer, which is a nice, light golden, uh, lagered uh, malty beer, which is, well, traditionally uh, was made for Oktoberfest um, for, you know, for drinking for the for the festival and all that kind of stuff. And it is kind of like indicative of the changing tastes of of the season. So So not only that, but a whole bunch of other breweries are now jumping onto that as well. You see, uh, you see, like, not not like, not that IPAs have gone away, but the juicy IPAs, the hazy IPAs, I've seen less on the shelves now. Which I'm sure you're happy about. Oh yeah, so happy. Oh, it's not another beer full of Citra. Fantastic, yay! Or it's got uh, <laughs> mosaic hops or Amarillo hops, yay! They use other hops as well. Mm, yeah, Centennial, and that's like the big four. <laughs> that, that gives you your juice, man. All right. Yeah, I'm, out, I'm, I'm out of counterpoints for that. But, um, <laughs> that's just your opinion, man. Yeah, well, that, there's your last counterpoint. Well, one of the interesting ones I had recently, not Juicy IPA, but the High River had a Marzano. Mm-hmm. So that was that was actually a very nice beer. I actually enjoyed that one more than the, than the Fire Oktoberfest beer. So... It, it goes back to that preference thing because the far is that it's again the feist beer, not the Marzen beer, because the Marzen is the darker, more multi, more a little bit sweeter version of a feist beer, and uh, yeah, like I, I had I had Far's October and it's 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 good beer. Like I I drank a whole six pack over the course of a couple of days. It was it was good, but uh, I what I'm waiting for is there's another brewery around Calgary called Origin. Uh, Origin Malting and Brew Company, and they make an amazing Mars and beer. It's just so good. And usually it's actually fairly cheap as well, because it's a fairly simple recipe or something like that. And it's like six and a half percent. So it's it's perfect for, you know, on, on the Friday, you know, you get off work and you have like two of those and now you're ready to for a late night gaming session or something like that uh, once the child's gone to bed. But I think you said you never you haven't had that one. The original? Yeah. No, I haven't had that one. Yeah, surprisingly, or like so, you know, it's it's kind of noted because they are a 
uh, <laughs> a, a malting company as well as a brewing company that their their malt uh, is actually really really good. They've made, I think, two like their Mars like I, I just talked about their Mars and but one of the other ones that I really really like out of them is their Scotch ale, which is, we're also kind of getting into that kind of darker darker kind of beer sort of thing is you, you can find it all year though but their scotch ale is the first scotch ale that i ever had and didn't hate yeah, <laughs> yeah. i feel like you need the temperature to actually drop a little bit before you start getting into the scotch ale or the yeah and it needs scotch to be a little bit cooler so yeah. but it's but it's funny because yeah you go to the the, uh, the liquor stores and you start seeing uh, uh these ones out or uh, the the other sign of it was um, my nearest liquor store is a Calgary co-op liquor store, and they do collaboration brews occasionally with um, with like another uh, another uh, brewery or something like that to bring in some different flavors. And they had a grapefruit rattler this summer that was actually pretty good. It was a two and a half percent, really nice and light, refreshing, and low alcohol. So it was you could have a few of them, and it's not too bad, sort of thing. But uh, I saw it discounted for like eight bucks for a four pack. And it's like, yeah, they're trying to clear shelf space. They're just trying to like get out of here sort of thing. So, yeah, it's. Uh, so some... did you buy it all? And like... well, I bought a few. I, I bought I bought two go. of them. <laughs> I, again, a, a favorite of my wife because, again, it's that low alcohol. So you just have one or two and you, you've had your, uh, you know, you've had your taste sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, no, it's. It, it, it's funny just now, like before, never noticed it, never cared about it, never or nothing. And now looking at it, it's just like, yep, no, it's it's the changing of the guard. Well, I'm interested to see how, and this was kind of interesting, but so we were at the Camera Highland Games about a month ago mm-hmm. um, doing a tasting there, and that was a nice 30-degree day, proper <laughs> summer weather and all that. Yeah. Uh, and then in two weeks here, we're going to Rocky Mountain Wine and Food Festival, October 14th and 15th at the BMO Center luck, Brendan. in Calgary. <laughs> um, yes, the smoothest transition we've ever done. And we made it even smoother by calling it out and highlighting yeah, that, it. Just like jokes. It's always better where you point out the joke afterwards. And explain why it's funny. <laughs> yeah. um, no, so we're going to go to that festival and that's going to be, again, past this transition point will actually be post Oktoberfest uh, time frame but post official Oktoberfest um, yes yeah so it'll be interesting to kind of see how the how our sample sampling changes from Camar Highland Games which had a surprising amount of uh, stout drinkers for a 30 degree day um, but whether or not we see more pickup of the the Kiss Amber Ale there or the Dark Humor Stout relative to the Missing Piece Blonde or if it's still going to be um, predominantly the, the missing blonde. piece as the favorite like I'm, I'm very curious to see how it goes yeah so like it's uh, like i just looked it up really quick so oktoberfest started september 17th and it ends on monday october 2nd yeah. or yeah. Uh, no that's a sunday on the monday october 3rd third third uh i'm, I'm good <laughs> you're good with numbers uh but yeah like because the you know the the oktoberfest I don't know if any, I don't know if anyone's actually who actually listens to this actually has been to Oktoberfest, um, but it's interesting because Oktoberfest isn't that big. Oktoberfest is bigger outside of Germany than it is in Germany. So, like the official actual Oktoberfest is like a small or relatively small festival in uh, 
where is it? It's in Munich. Yeah, just making sure. So it's in Munich, but it's not like the the city goes crazy or anything like that. Like you'll definitely see drinking and festivities outside of it, but the actual like area, which is the official Oktoberfest, the tents and all that kind of stuff, is only like a couple city blocks or something like that, or even like not even a city block or something like that. But they just kind of sh- turn it off, and then you can go there and you can go to drink, and then you go off somewhere else sort of thing. And it's funny because it's actually bigger elsewhere than it is uh than it is there i think my parents were there this is years ago when they were touring europe and all that kind of stuff but yeah they popped in and they had a couple beers and they just like yeah had some beers it was a crowded tent and then we left Just reading through some of the the history of the the Feist beer versus the Marzen. Because it was originally Marzen, a Marzen beer, and then they came up with the Feist beer as basically like a lighter alternative to the Marzen. In like the 70s, though, like not that long ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... it's... And then it was like the 90s, everything had finally switched over in Munich to, to the Feist beer versus the Marzen. And it's like, you know, it's indicative of the taste at the time because... Again, all of these, especially in Germany, the, like where that, that the whole area, Germany, Belgium, and, uh, you know, France and England were all making these amazing small batch beers. And then it all freaking like went to light lagers. And then Germany went to like... Served in green bottles. Served in green bottles. And then Germany basically like did the same thing with their their nice, malty, delicious Mars and beers. They went with friggin' Feist beers. Which, you know, again, don't get me wrong, are still very good, but it's just like, it was that whole kind of collectively people's um, alcohol preference was like for lighter, crisper ales and ales and lagers, which is so, looking back on it now, it's because it's like a hard whiplash back uh, in the craft beer market, at least, you know, seeing all the other things, but predominantly most of the tastes and most of the beers still sold to this day are lagers. Yeah, that's that's just what I was gonna say. We're seeing that whiplash on the craft beer side, but that's not at all indicative of beer sales globally. Yeah, like like, like you're, you you do see um, like a, like I, you see copper ales now. Like that's I know um, one of the local breweries. Uh, well, Last Bike they have their in-house beer called Bronk, and I don't know if you've been listening to the radio at all, but they've been pushing it hard. They're like the great taste of Bronk. And now and it's and now it's a copper farm and it's like it's amber and malty and delicious and pairs well with all these things like get your bronc today sort of thing, but even they're pushing pushing for it too. Like, will you ever see Bud or uh, you know Bud Bud Light or Molson ever do that? Probably not. But the fact that you know a fairly large uh, liquor just uh, beer distributor in the area is doing it is yeah. Sign of the times. I think they're kind of funny. They got a big billboard out on Highway One too. Oh yeah, which is <laughs> every time I say, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. They make, they do make their own. Yeah, they do. Actually, it was a little tangent. Last time I was in there, you can see uh, they, they told us this plan. This was again years ago that they were um, they were going to build their own bar in the in the brewery, so then they could serve. Uh, their beers, uh, off sales and off tap and all that stuff from there. But also if you brewed with them, they basically held the right to brew a beer and sell it there, which was very interesting. It's like, oh, that's actually kind of neat. 
and I was in there and you could see that the plan started, I think at some point there was some chalk lines on the ground and they had, uh, uh, there was some more seating in there. So they were using it like as a, a communal space or a lunch space. And you could see where they would have put the bar or where they were going to start putting the bar and everything like that. But nothing was going on. And it's like, yeah, they're still waiting for the, the whole reopen to happen and everything else to go. So it's like, okay, they're, they're still waiting. Well, I wonder if they're going to st- keep pressing, pressing ahead with that, though, because now we've been on the, the right path here for several months and things are looking pretty good and they've dropped a bunch of restrictions here. So maybe they'll have some actual confidence to put in a little a little t- tap room or a bar. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to go see. And, I mean, since we brew with them, hopefully they'll put a bunch of our beer in there and sell a bunch for us. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, but, yeah, getting back to you know, trends and all that, like, yeah, uh, it hasn't happened yet, uh, but stouts are going to be coming in again. And a perfect time to pick up Dark Humor Stout, uh, hopefully at a, a store shelf near you. But <laughs> the uh, I, I haven't seen many of those come in, but I know they're coming. It's... Uh, like the guys must have been brewing this month and must be doing next month to to hit uh, hit shelves and that. But like the chocolate stouts and the double imperials and all that kind of stuff, that's all going to be coming in big bombers. This is this is exactly when I want to release the hashtag PSA next year. Yeah. So yeah, next year. This is when it's got to come out. Yeah, and so that's the thing. You got to basically be ready a month and a half before that's like when you have to start brewing a month and a half before get it all ready. And then yeah, next year we, we should do a big run of hashtag PSA. Well, I mean, as big as we can do. Oh, if we <laughs> hundred liters. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. We'll have to get like one of those small bottling machines or one of those small crowler machines or something like that. And freaking do that. That would be awesome to do it that way. Pumpkin spice beer. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> looking forward to uh, actually getting everything licensed up and everything here. So yeah, once we get through the regulatory business and uh, per our landlord, finish doing all the drywall, um, which I am not looking forward to. But <laughs> uh, at, at least the wall stuff is like eighty percent easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially like bottom rung around, nice and easy, and then like the the second level even pretty easy uh the, the third level going up towards the the roof that's going to be a little bit of work but i don't see too uh, too much of a problem with that going going forward we'll do it in small pieces yeah extremely small pieces and then like glue it all together with uh plaster yeah, exactly. <laughs> for my for my construction days is is it getting covered yes then who gives a crap what it looks like underneath <laughs> Yeah, which also made me, uh, they gave me shit all the time because I took that mentality really, really hard. And there was sometimes, uh, not that I was doing a bad job, but it was, it didn't look pretty. And they're like, well, Steve, like this, this looks terrible. I'm like, are we throwing a baton on it? Yeah. Who gives a shit? And then (laughs) really slap on the bat and paint it. You'll admit you would never know. (laughs) It looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. Exactly. But, but yeah. But yeah, no, I, I'm actually, after this, I'm thinking we're going to go grab, uh, I got one Oktoberfest beer left and I think we're going to go drink it tonight. Tonight, today was a, a long, hard day at work. Lots of meetings and getting, uh, getting 
pooped on. So <laughs> I, I'm glad the day's over, and I think I'm going to relax with the beer. Well, there we go. Mm-hmm. And so I guess you weren't drinking anything during the episode here. No, I but wasn't. Address this little, no, I wasn't. Little factor here. I actually enjoyed an old fashioned while we were uh, having our you chat. Classy son of a chat bitch. Today, so that's right. <laughs> yeah. But I just didn't want to walk out to the garage to get a beer. Although I might do that now that it's a little bit cooler outside. It's a little bit cooler, but you're down to all your crappy beers now. Well, I also have a bunch of solutions brewing, brewing fantastic beers, so maybe I'll just grab one. Yeah, of those. you can do those instead. Uh, for for those listening, we we split up all the beers from uh, from our exchange at uh, Camor Highland Games, and Brennan drank all the good beers or the preferred beers uh, to start, and now he's in. I, I drank all the beers I liked. I, I should we should <laughs> clarify here; these are not necessarily bad beers. It's just a, a taste. And it's just a taste <laughs> thing. Preference. And so yeah, you're on you're on the back half now. And you should have mixed them up a little bit more. You should have took a, explored your palate while you were uh, while you were doing that. No, I'll just wait until I can get some more people over and then they can drink the beer. I will gladly volunteer for that. <laughs> but if uh, you know someone had opinions about beers and they wanted to to tell us about them, Brendan, how would they do so? Well, they could reach out to us through our website, www.solutionsbrewing.com. There's a contact us page there. Mm-hmm. What that'll do is it'll send an email to us at our email address, noproblems at solutionsbrewing.com. Mm-hmm. Or they can always reach out to us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, at Solutions Brewing Co. Yeah, and just another reminder that in two weeks we will be at the Rocky Mountain Wine and Beer Festival in Calgary, and we hope to see you there. There we go. All right. <laughs> okay, now my, my throat's starting to get dry. I got to go get that beer. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll talk to you next time.